Hi, I'm Gavin Giovannoni. I'm the Professor of Neurology at Bart's and the London School of Medicine and Dentistry. And I run a newsletter called MS Selfie for the self-management of multiple sclerosis. I do provide advice on case studies and I received one from a person who is immunosuppressed he has previously been treated with an anti-CD20 therapy, rituximab, for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he's had uh, three doses uh, of a COVID-19 vaccine and found to be uh, seronegative. And this individual's asking me whether or not uh, we could find him Ronaprev uh, in the private sector so he could take it prophylactically as licensed to prevent him getting uh, COVID-19 and presumably severe COVID-19 and to protect him from uh, dying. His other risk factor is that he is 57 years old, so he's a little bit older. Now, as you're probably aware, um, this is relevant uh, to multiple sclerosis, which is why I decided to respond to this uh, case study, um, that uh, people on anti-CD20 therapies that are licensed for MS, that's ocrelizumab and ofatumumab, uh, blunt vaccine responses, uh, as well as the S1P modulators, and that includes fingolimod, saponimod, ozanimod, and penicimod. And the question uh, is whether or not these people are at a higher risk of getting uh, uh, COVID-19, severe COVID-19, and dying from the infection because they haven't made an adequate antibody response. One of the things we do know is that uh, some people on the anti-CD20s will make good T-cell responses, but uh, the T-cell responses are unlikely to be sufficient to protect them from getting COVID-19. It seems that uh, what prevents infection are IgA antibody responses in the mucosal surface uh, and T-cell responses come later in terms of uh, managing the viral uh, replication. Anyway, saying this, the Ronoprev is a, uh, a new therapy that has been launched by Regeneron and, uh, and co-licensed by Roche. And this is a two antibodies mixed together that bind to the spike protein and can be given by subcutaneous injection or intravenous infusion. And that uh, reduces your chance of uh, severe uh, COVID-19 or, or death by about 70%. The problem is there's global shortage of this uh, and, and, the, and NICE have only approved it uh, as a treatment. And people can only really get this if they are vulnerable uh, have been admitted to hospital, have COVID, and the COVID has to be antigen positive, a lateral flow test, not the PCR, because the PCR uh, doesn't detect necessarily viable virus. Uh, and they also um, uh, have to uh, have been shown to be seronegative, in other words, not responded to the vaccine. And if you fulfill these criteria, theoretically, you should be able to get the drug. Uh, my personal opinion, the therapy is not there at the moment for prophylactic therapy, because anybody who gets the drug uh, prophylactically is potentially denying somebody who may need it therapeutically uh, who has COVID-19. So I'm not for the prophylactic uh, administration of this drug, even in the private sector, uh, while we're having people dying from severe COVID-19 who may benefit from this treatment. The other good news, though, is we've got some oral uh, treatments coming online uh, and some more uh, antibody treatments also coming online. So I think over the next few months, as these uh, uh, coronavirus-specific treatments emerge, this issue around prophylaxis versus therapeutic may disappear, and very vulnerable patients uh, who can't make antibody responses to the vaccine uh, may be able to access uh, prophylactic therapy to protect them. 
And I finish off this particular newsletter by discussing <laughs> the social responsibility aspect uh, um, uh, of this. In other words, um, foregoing uh, a therapy uh, or prophylactic therapy so somebody who's, who's in more need can get it. Uh, and that's worth a debate on the, on the, uh, in the discussion. Uh, but I also want to remind you that there are other things you can do to help yourself or protect yourself from getting severe COVID-19. And that involves uh, the prehabilitation program, uh, looking after yourself and improving your general health, and obviously being responsible in terms of uh, reducing your uh, social contacts and keeping your social distancing in place using masks and the other hygiene factors. So this uh, newsletter, although it's not written or responding to a person with MS, it's responding to an issue that is highly relevant to multiple sclerosis. So I hope you enjoy it. <laughs>